0: can we permit equality? It seems we have reached a time in the history of man when many of us are experiencing a compulsive need to be blasphemous. It has become not just acceptable but psychologically cathartic to tear down cultural icons and make a mockery of traditions. Today, the gods of our fathers can be ridiculed and the most sacred of beliefs can be dismissed with prejudice. We could do this in the past and many did it, but now it is seen as a badge of honor. Dismissing religion has become akin to a statement of faith, a pledge to defend and embrace modernity. Christianity, we are told, is the invention of old, angry white men with a grudge against minorities. But then, anything older than ten years is viewed as a culturally insensitive attack on non-Christians that are not white. There are university departments and government agencies and groups, without number, studying the errors of white history. No belief, practice, or cherished tradition escapes the scrutiny of these groups. Critical is the word of the day. The past's innovators and great men were celebrated for their solutions. Now they are known only for their failures, meaning inability to reflect the mores of today's intelligentsia. The scalpel of social excision cuts deep. No idle comment is buried too deep to not be found. Social media mining ought to be a paid occupation. If a social media post or historic document contains a hint of political incorrectness it is dredged up and exposed. Gone are the days when social impropriety was connected with loose morals and foul language. In the modern age impropriety is your mother's disapproval, or what your mother would have disapproved of in years gone by, is now protected behavior. It is the disapproval that is unacceptable. We who see so clearly the offense against the freedom of individuals, done by parent, teacher, politician and boss, are not able to see the dangers of unchecked freedom. What would happen if we developed a passion for self-criticism? The Bible tells us to reform the world by reforming our own bad choices and habits. To change others takes a lot of time and energy. To reform others is nearly impossible. It takes more time and energy to change others than we are willing to employ. To change ourselves, on the other hand, is only as difficult as we make it. As a society we have rejected the idea of moral guidance by others. We have not replaced the mentoring of parents and elders with anything comparable. So much of our moral guidance comes from social media sites and the standards of our peers. The truth is we are all attracted to sin and embrace it more than we do virtue. Babies learn to do wrong without guidance or maturation. The ability to do harm increases with age, but the ability to do good does not alter much. We spend little effort in trying to become virtuous adults compared to the time and energy we spend fighting to gain more freedom to explore sin. The worst policy a politician or reformer can promote is one that makes individuals accountable for their actions. People want to know they are victims. Voters want their elected officials to fix problems without reducing their freedoms. A program that requires individuals to engage in self-reform is considered oppressive and playing the blame game. We want reform that changed the world without changing us. We want the world transformed into a place consistent with our needs. We do not want solutions that require a change in who we are or how we live. Imagine a world in which everyone focused on personal reform. We might ask what a world like this would do long-standing problems if we each stopped creating problems for ourselves and others. But if we were not spending our time causing problems, what would we be doing? What would the world be like? Moral reform is not just about not doing wrong, it does not end at us showing empathy for others. There is a more substantial aspect to moral virtue. If we are not doing evil, we have to be doing good. There is no scenario in which a human being is not doing good or doing evil. It is one or the other. We need to make ourselves better in a quantifiable way. Not only must our temperament improve, it needs to improve in a way that makes us more productive and useful to the community in a way that can be quantified. Instead of thinking moral improvement is giving more to charity or less willing to abuse others, think of morality as a better member of the economy. It is through economic activity we help others. It is as an economic actor that we build up the community. Any good we do will always add value to the community. All evil and wrongdoing reduces the wealth of the community. If we give the community an account and recorded all actions done along with the value the action created or consumed, we will see every action had an economic value and was a positive action or a negative one. The devil has separated morality out from the economy, but it was not always so. Even in the Garden of Eden we see evil-taking what had value without compensation. The morality of Judaism was deeply embedded in the market. The first fruits were used as an offering. Only the best and more valuable was worthy to be given as a sacrifice to God. These teachings were primarily ethical. But the principle is the same. Morality has an economic component. If all we do is wish people well, we are not doing the work of God. It is nearly impossible to be moral in a subsistence economy. A subsistence economy is an economy of basics and self-reliance. If every participant produces the same products in the same way, with the same quality, what good can we do others? Every member of the community is independent and autonomous. In subsistence economies everyone is equal, but no one is moral. It is when there is dependency and inequality that the possibility for morality arises. It is when others are dependent on us and we on them that the chance to do good arises. When we specialize and we concentrate on doing what we do in the best possible way, we are acting morally. Morality is impossible if we live in isolation. Morality requires a community as does specialization. We need to work together and work at perfecting our task and bringing it to its highest manifestation. Even if all we are doing is pouring tea, we do it ceremoniously. If we work in a car plant, Everyone on the production line does their part the best they know how. Producing a car with zero defects is the goal. It is not moral to sell a substandard product. To seek to be equal is not moral. To seek to be and do precisely what others do is immoral. One of the key reasons communism fails is because of the passion for equality. The worst person cannot be the best but the best can be the worse. That is, it is easier to pull high performers down than increase the performance of the unwilling. A moral society is not an equal society because a moral society always wants each person to do their best. Moral persons strive for personal excellence. To strive for equality is to lower overall levels of performance. It is only when each person is unequal, each in their own way, that specialization is pushed to the limit and we all prosper and do well.